Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. Good morning, my friends. Early in the morning on a surgery day for me, had a kind of compressed night, didn't sleep very well, a couple of text messages in the middle of the night, and um, so I'm a little behind the clock this morning, and I'm just want to tell you, I have recently kind of run into that old familiar scenario in my medical practice where I've seen some cases of things happening to people that I can't fix. And of course, I wrote a whole book called I've Seen the Interview, and that the genesis of I've Seen the Interview was when I used to see a malignant brain tumor on a scan, even before I met the patient, my mind would go down this rabbit hole of I know what's going to happen here. I've seen the end of this person. I know I know that it's going to be cancer even before I do the biopsy, and I know what I'm going to talk to the patient about. I know when their hair is going to fall out, and I know when they're going to stop eating, and I know when the disease is going to come back. And I just had this whole series of things that I thought I knew about that particular kind of cancer before I ever met the person. So I, I kind of used to talk myself into this rabbit hole that ended up in a pretty hopeless position. And I, I went through that whole process of writing that book to learn how to help people when I can't doctor them, to learn how to help them hold on to hope and faith and meaning and purpose and all those things and how to tell a story with your life, even when the circumstances aren't what you want. And so this week just was kind of a reminder of some of that. We've seen some some seemingly hopeless things, some difficult, very challenging medical situations that I can't fix, and we're going to have to rely on a different way to look at what life what meaning and purpose mean in life if the number of our days are different than we thought they were going to be. So when circumstances dictate that things aren't going to turn out the way we thought they would, but we still have to believe that we're here for a purpose and what do we do then? So I remember I did an episode a long time ago called Science and Faith in Hopeless Cases. And I was actually kind of, I shared with you back then uh, a talk that I was going to give when we went to Italy last fall to, to support the release of I've Seen the Interview in, in the Italian Language. We did a bunch of talks for the Brain Tumor Foundation over there. And one of them was this idea of science and faith and what do we do when the situation seems hopeless. I want to give you that again today. It's a really short little talk. Um, and then at the end of that, I want to give you Tommy and Eileen Walker's song, The God Who Healeth Me. Listen, friend, your your quality of life, your meaning and purpose don't change just because the circumstances do. When you get a bad diagnosis or a bad situation or you go through a hard time, when, you're, when your life isn't playing out the way you thought it would circumstantially, that's when you press into faith and find out what story you're supposed to be telling. And there's a way to turn out to have a good, abundant life, as Jesus said, even in the setting of the hard things that this life inevitably brings. And so the way to become bulletproof and untouchable and to have this this meaning and purpose and abundance is to learn how to handle faith and hold on to hope in spite of hard circumstances, not because of 
uh, being able to avoid them all the time, but in spite of the fact that they come along. So here's a little talk about that. I'll be back with you with a new full-length episode tomorrow. I'm working on something called Heads or Tails that I think you'll enjoy. Um, but just uh, don't forget to pray, okay? W1MD.com slash prayer is the prayer wall. Vibrant community of people praying with and for each other all around the world. And if you want to connect on a deeper level, my, my free weekly newsletter I've been writing every Sunday since 2014. Uh, my best prescriptions for how you can change your mind and change your life over at drleewarren.substack.com. drleewarren.substack.com is the newsletter. Um, and then if you become a paid subscriber or a patron of the podcast or the newsletter there's even more content there's just all kinds of stuff that you get access to if you join us in this mission to help spread the self brain surgery message of hope all around the world i'm going to give you this little talk about science and faith and hopeless cases and hope you have an amazing day we're going to go minister to some people in the operating room today and damon and me and alan Kristen and the team um will be uh, delivering health care and i pray that you uh, have a blessed day and whatever you put your hand to today uh, is blessed and, and um, i think uh we appreciate your prayers too um, continue to be praying for us we're, we got a beloved person in our life that's going through a really impossible hard thing and this kind of message today will be helpful uh to them as well but but uh we're praying for you don't forget to pray for us and uh here is science and faith in hopeless cases and we'll end with tommy and eileen walker's song the god who healeth me i hope you have an amazing day friend remember you can't change your life until you change your mind and the good news is you can start today Good morning, my friend. I hope you are doing great wherever you are. Um, but I do have a presentation, a series of presentations we're going to give uh, in Italy coming up in support of my book, I've Seen the Interview, which is being released in the Italian language. And in the spirit of having just had Michael Gillen on the show to talk about science and faith and, and all of that, the, the series of talks I'm giving when we do that trip to Italy um, are all about science and faith in hopeless cases. How do you maintain hope and faith in in the face of a hopeless situation? And so I thought I might run through some of those ideas with you this morning, because if you've not read, I've seen the interview, or even if you have, the, the sort of theme is that hopelessness is worse than cancer. Like if you lose hope, you've lost everything. And so that book is kind of grappling with how you can find and maintain hope when dealing with those hard things. And the new book that I'm writing is almost done, by the way, keep praying, but it's really, really close. It's called Hope is the First Dose, and it's, it's about the treatment plan. How do we actually do that thing of maintaining hope? And so I thought I might cover some of that ground with you today just for a few minutes uh, in preparation for that talk. Um, it's, it's just super important, friend, to be able to be hopeful to maintain that sort of emotional equipoise that whatever happens you know it's going to be okay or you know that god's going to find a way not necessarily to fix the the medical problem or the situation that has happened but to fix your heart on something that transcends all these temporary circumstantial things that's that's the goal of a life like the one that we really want to have is sort of these um happified untouchable people who have their life built on something bigger than just transient circumstance. So today we're going to talk about hope and faith, even in hopeless circumstances, and we're going to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it, and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. 
Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podbean.com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com, and if you like the show, Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. I'm interested in the idea of how we can maintain hope and faith in hopeless situations or hopeless case, hopeless cases. In my career, um, I've encountered a lot of people with a brain tumor called glioblastoma multiform, and it's essentially a hopeless diagnosis. And it threw me into a long series of years of studying the idea of how to maintain hope, even if the diagnosis is something that seems to be hopeless. So the reason I wrote this book is that a deadly diagnosis can create hopelessness. Any diagnosis can. Any difficult situation can. And when I can't fix it, I still need to be able to help people to have the best life that they could possibly have. And when I can't save the life, I need to inspire hope and make the rest of their life better. I need to have people be able to hold on to hope regardless of the circumstance that they have found. And I studied and learned these things. And while I was doing that, I lost a son and I became one of those hopeless people for a while. And I studied the brain for years, and I learned that the brain doesn't just do something. It, it, it is your organ, the physical organ of your brain, but it also contains the spiritual organ of your mind. And all those things that make you who you are, memory, personality, mood, affect, neurotransmitters, and, and the person that you are. The brain is the organ that contains who you are. But it doesn't just do something. It also contains all of your experiences and fears and beliefs, your faith, your doubts, maybe your spirit. So the brain contains everything you are, but it also contains everything you know and everything that you think you know. Now, why do I draw the distinction between what you know and what you think you know? Well, let me tell you, the reason I draw that distinction between what we know and what we think we know is that I believe that the difference between what we know and what we think we know is a key factor in how we navigate the hard parts of life. In other words, when we believe that something is always true and then it turns out not to be true, like we are healthy or we are going to live a certain amount of time or that our spouse will always be with us or that our children will outlive us, when we believe those things and they turn out not to be true, it can be devastating to our faith and our hope if we lost what we thought we knew. Um, looking at brain scans over the course of my career of people with these enhancing tumors that turned out to be glioblastomas, and I would see them one after the other, and the person would live nine months or six months or 24 months or seven or 18 or three months, all these real people that I took care of, I would meet them, and after, after I had some experience with that tumor, and the first time I saw the image, I would say to myself, I've seen the end of you. I know what's going to happen to you. I could foresee into the future what was going to occur in these people's lives in the coming months and years. 
In glioblastoma, for example, there's about 18,000 new cases a year in the United States, about 1,500 in Italy. The median survival of those people is about 15 months. Despite our best treatments for the last 40 years, the prognosis has not significantly improved. The five-year survival of that tumor is less than 5%, and the 10-year survival is essentially zero. There are very few 10-year survivors out there. And these dismal statistics can produce hopelessness. And like I told you before, I learned that hopelessness is deadlier than cancer or anything else because if you lose hope, your life is already over no matter what happens. I saw numerous people that had difficult situations. They became hopeless. They lost their spirit. And even if they recovered from the problem that they were facing, they were never okay again. And I saw lots of other people that were devastated by their illness, but they found and held on to their ability to have hope and faith and peace filled their heart and their life became joyful even if they succumbed to their illness. And so as I was preparing to, to write this book, I've seen the interview, I realized I had a problem because I'm, I'm not just a doctor, but I'm a man of science and a man of faith. So I have both of these things. There are things that I know from science and things that I believe from my faith, and there was this seemingly irreconcilable gap between the two, between what I believed to be true in my faith and what I knew to be true from my experience with science. So the big question of my career then turned out to be, how do I reconcile my science with my faith? And when I was looking into the eyes of a patient I just told had this deadly disease, I needed to find a way to give them real hope so that they would fight and maintain their faith, hold on to their family to try to make the rest of their life a story that would be worth telling, even if they died from their disease, because hopeless people are never telling a good story with their lives. They're just, they're just miserable. And hopeful people tell a beautiful story, even if they don't win the battle. And so I started telling people the truth about research. There's, there's smart people all over the world, like the folks at the Chelligan Foundation that published my book in Italy. These people are working hard to find cures. And someday I believe that science will deliver the cure from this disease. And so I would tell my patients, hold on, fight, stay strong, eat well, exercise, hang on to your family because somebody out there is working on this disease. And I want you to be well and alive and ready to receive this treatment if you can hold on long enough to be there when those people come running out of the lab saying, we've got it. So I've given people tangible hope by asking them to hold on to the fact that there are smart, dedicated, hardworking people. God is giving people good ideas of how to fight these diseases. And just like many other diseases that we have cured through science and medicine, I believe that someday we'll do the same for glioblastoma. But as I began to learn and study and write and prepare to write the book about the definitive ways in which I learned to deliver hope, that's when we lost our son Mitchell, who was 19 years old. And I was devastated. I became one of those people who was hopeless for a while. My faith plummeted. And for a while, I thought I'd seen the end of me too. And so I can just tell you in these few minutes that we have together here what the real question is. The real question is, What's the deadliest disease known to mankind? It's not glioblastoma. It's hopelessness. But there's a verse in the Bible, Romans 4.18, where Paul says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so I realized that faith lives in the gap there between against and hope. Faith lives in that gap when you can't believe, but you have to believe. That's where hope lies. John Ortberg, a writer that I love, has said, Faith is just hope waiting for tomorrow. 
So faith and science, my friend, are not enemies. I wrote this book to keep people hopeful so they could live as well as possible for as long as possible in the hopes that science would someday find a cure. And that for those people who don't live long enough for the cure to save them, that learning how to fight for hope will still save the rest of their lives. Hold on to hope because it's the most important thing that we have. Hope produces faith. Hope produces fight. Hope produces the ability to withstand even the most difficult circumstances of your life. So you haven't seen the end of you as long as you can hold on to hope. Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. So friend, I would just strongly encourage you, hang on to hope no matter what happens. That's the idea that I'm going to share with the folks in Italy. That's the whole concept of what's going to happen when I give that talk because I want people to believe that something good is out there, that God has some plan in store. And whether it's today, in this life, or in the next life, God has a plan that's bigger than what I can see. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts or yours. But he does have a plan. And for us to be able to maintain the hope and hang on and fight and keep our faith and all of that, no matter what's happening in our lives, there's only one thing really that we have to do. We have to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron only episodes and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.